Welcome to Texans Unfiltered. And here we go, here we go! A Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans. Alright guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered. This one's a little different. This one's a little live. It's kind of lit in here, not going to lie. We have a good group of fellas, people that you don't normally see. Why? Because, well, it's Monday at 5.45, and the only people who are down are the people that are dedicated, like Giovanni, like Ruben, like Patrick Storm. What is up, fellas? So for everybody that has been living under a rock, doesn't have Twitter notifications turned on, doesn't log into Facebook ever, uh, doesn't have ESPN notifications, whatever it may be, your head coach, Bill O'Brien, from the Houston Texans has now been relieved of his duties. We are moving on from the Bill O'Brien era after an 0-4 start. This team, T-E-A-M, I think is how he spelled it, is now no longer Bill O'Brien's team. This team is now... Well, we'll get into who it is later because it's kind of bothersome why Jack Easterby is still here. But Patrick Storm, uh, you know, you hit the slack with a little disrespect saying you knew last night. Sorry. What if That's okay. What if I told you at 4.45 yesterday I knew and I didn't tell anybody? I wouldn't hate you. I wouldn't be mad. Every, everybody else would. Um, how Thoughts, Pat? What are your thoughts before we get into everybody else? So it's it's not shocking, right? Like you're 0 and 4. Um, this is your second time in your career. You've started off 0 and 3. Um, you have the highest paid salary or highest paid roster in the NFL currently, and you're 0 and 0 and 4. Um, you're last in the league in rushing. You are last in the league in run defense. Um, I mean, it's it's abysmal. Like it was just absolutely. I said I, I put out a tweet yesterday that said this is absolutely the worst performance I've ever seen from a Texans team, right? And a lot of people came back with, oh, the 30-0 to zero, or the Chiefs in the playoffs or this and that. Like, no, like, collectively this was bad. Like, they had given up. The players had legitimately given up. And it started back in week two. They It started at practice in week two. They gave up on him. There was on-the-field on confrontations between him and players. Um, if you scroll through Twitter right now, and look at some of the guys that have been sent away from this team and guys that are currently on this team and go look at their what they're liking, it's evident that he had lost his locker room here recently. And it just – it was only a matter of time. Like, it was the snowball effect. And, like, I wanted to have this as a topic and or the title of a, an episode here was the, the Houston snowball, right? It started off so small, and when – when Rick was gone, that was the start of it. And it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And every move he made, everything that he was a part of, it just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And the problems kept getting larger and larger and harder to overcome. And it was just time. Like, Cal McNair had enough. And we've – and I mean, this is probably – for a lot of fans, this is the happiest day that they can remember as far as being a fan besides – the day Deshaun Watson got drafted. So, yeah. Look, I'll say this before I hand it over to Ruben. You know, Bill O'Brien to me 
what he means to me as a person is a lot deeper than what he means to a lot of other people. You know, I emailed him out of the blue three years ago, asked him to come on the podcast, and he did. You know, he didn't have to do that. At that time, we were a tiny little podcast. We were we we barely had anything going on. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have a website. We we were just an. I mean, we we were literally just somebody that uploaded our our commentary and our thoughts. And he responded after an email and said that he'd be more than happy to. And came on and gave me 20 minutes. And that's something that you know, good people do. So, you know, as much as we hate Bill O'Brien, the head coach, Bill O'Brien, the general manager, Bill O'Brien, the person, has never really been in question who he is as a person, what he's done. Um, but at the same time, as a as a head football coach, he has been abysmal, um, specifically since, you know, Deshaun Watson came here. I think that's really, for me, you know, where it really started. You know, he, he outperformed with Brock Osweiler, Brian Hoyer, Ryan Mallett, all the quarterbacks that we had, he outperformed. And I don't know if another coach could have done what he did with those guys. But once he got a quarterback, he handicapped him. He didn't build the offense around him. He didn't put him in a a position to succeed. We've seen Deshaun take a step back, and it's not because Deshaun is not a great quarterback. It's because Deshaun does not have things around him that he needs to be able to be successful, play calling specifically. I won't talk about the roster because I do think the roster is talented on offense. It is not the roster that we're used to. It's not the, you know, without D-Hop, I understand. Well, I don't want to talk about D-Hop today. I don't want to talk about what could have been because at the end of the day, like really now it doesn't matter. Like sure, we could have, but DeAndre's gone. He's not coming back. This offense has enough talent to be successful. And that to me is, you know, at least the most assuring thing feeling good. You know, what will we see moving forward? I don't know. But anyways, Bill O'Brien, the person to me, he means a ton to me personally. Um, but the coach, he just, he, he, you know, he fell short. Ruben, what are your thoughts? Well, first of all, it's been a long time coming, fellas. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, hey, real quick, real quick, uh, take off your hat, please. <laughs> what happened? Still, I, what happened there? Bill O'Brien happened. Uh, against the Steelers, <laughs> I put a bet. That said, um, if the if the Texans lose to the Steelers, I have to shave my head. And God damn it, they lost. Yeah. <laughs> they did. They did. So let they me did. tell you, I mean, this is a great day. Yes, yeah. this yeah. is a great day. I was at work, and then I find out the news. I'm like, no, oh my, oh my God. And I mean, you know, it was coming. I mean, when you put your nuts on the table and tell. Uh, Cal McNair, I want to be the owner. I want to be the GM. I want to be the OC. I want to control the salary cap. I, I'm basically almost the owner myself. There's nobody to blame but but you. There, there, there is no Rick Smith to blame. There's no Brian Game to, to blame. The person to blame is Bill O'Brien. And, you know, it's, it, you know, it's just he's been here for seven years. I was in high school when the dude got hired. You know, you know, like I'm now in I'm now in college, and it's just like we haven't gotten any better. Actually, we look a little worse. Like I agreed with Patrick Storm. Uh, you know, the the game was horrible. I I saw everybody just no emotion, and you know, it was just evidently it was just time for a change. And you know, now the Houston Texans are not only looking for a head coach, they're now looking for a GM. And you know, it's just. It's just an exciting. I mean, to me, I'm I'm excited because now 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 I have something to look forward to. So let me say this: I don't. We are not looking for a GM, in my opinion. Uh, I think 
Jack Easterby is the guy. Uh, I hope not. I'm not. I hope not. I hope. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but I, I do think that Jack Easterby is likely the snake that one got Phil O'Brien fired, and two is making a power play to to take over the organization himself. He's always been a fiend for power. Um, he's a snake, man. He really is. There's nothing else about it. Um, and you know, I don't know if this organization is a better in a better position with Bill O'Brien gone and Jack Easterby at the helm or if we're better with Bill O'Brien and Jack Easterby here. But I can tell you, yeah, at least Bill O'Brien's gone. Let's see what happens with Jack Easterby and what he brings, because it, it, it's going to be extremely interesting. Um, all right, Giovanni, thoughts? Bill O'Brien's gone. I mean, you've been around, you know, for those that don't know who you are, you've been one of our bigger supporters for the longest time. You've been around forever. You've always supported us. Uh, now you're doing some intern stuff and helping us do some things that we need to do. Um, you heard the Bill O'Brien interview, so you know um, what you know. What does this mean for Texans fans? It's a sign of relief. It's 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 we can breathe now. We're no longer like having to like hold in our breath and just see and hope what the Texans are going to do or what they can and cannot do. It's just I'm just full of joy. It's 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 a bunch of happiness that's going through me right now. Oof. I don't know. I just. With with what you just said about Jack H to be being a snake and everything, that leaves me a little skeptical of what what's going to happen with the organization now. Are they going to bring in Josh McDaniels? What are the options at coaches? And then if Jack H to be is the GM, then should should we hit the panic button? I mean, <clears throat> go ahead, Pat. The the coaching search is going to be. You know, you're going to have a million names thrown out over the next 13 to 14 weeks, right? Um, you've already got NFL Network throwing Adam Gase's name in, and he hasn't even been fired from New York Ooh. yet. Okay. So that, that's the thing. It's like you got to kind of like you're going to have to take everything with a grain of salt over the next few weeks because mm-hmm. everybody's name is going to get thrown around. Eric Bieniemy's name is already getting thrown around. Greg Roman's name is already getting thrown in. Um, Brian Dabble. Like you've got so many names that are going to come up in – in the next few weeks from all these, you know, from, from anyone, from Ian, from Schefter, um, Aaron Wilson, John McClain, like all these guys are going to have these names that they're going to, they're going to bring up. Right. Jack is going to be a part of that search. And that part scares the hell out of me because Jack Easterby and Josh McDaniels have the same agent. Okay. Nick Casario, who they wanted to be the GM, before last season and the year before when they got in trouble for the tampering with the Patriots could still potentially be a GM candidate because he is not technically the GM in New England. He does not hold that title. So unless they did his extension with the same language that they had before preventing him from taking an interview for a higher position without their approval, he very well could be in play for the GM position. And Josh McDaniels could be in play for the head coaching position. And that scares the crap out of me. I'm tired of the stuff from New England coming here. And I I, I get it. It's been one, right? It's been one guy from New England that came in and just, he was so stuck in his ways and so hard headed that he couldn't, he couldn't get out of his own way. And, you know, I just, I just put out the tweet right now, but, and James, you were a part of the conversation. We've had players tell us they never doubted his desire to win. But they also described him as in over his head. 
and flustered at times. And it just, I, I, he was out of his element. I don't, I don't think that, you know, it, it was time. And so now you've got the coaching search is going to start. Um, you know, Dabo's name is going to get thrown around, obviously, because of the connection with Deshaun. Um, Brett Venable's name will get thrown around just because of, you know, his time with, with Dabo and, and with Deshaun. Um, there's going to be, you know, we won't know until, you know, 13 weeks from now. Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, you know, Quincy Avery already told, already tweeted out never on Dabo. So I can tell you, I, I, and if, if Quincy's saying it, then that means it's not happening. Um, you know, Dabo is not a guy I want either. Um, you know, him and Jack Easterby would probably have a great Sunday brunch. Um, but outside of that, I don't know what it would look like. Easterby, you know, look, he may be a snake. He might be, uh, um, you know, uh, a, a backstabber. But at the same time, we don't know what he can do regarding football, I guess, ultimately. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, if you look at some of the moves that were made, he was here for those. Mm-hmm. He was here for DeAndre Hopkins. He was here for Whitney Merciless. You know, he was here for all everything that we've done so far in the last year and a half that have been a part of what we've had issues with. So he, was, he was instrumental in the Brandon Cooks trade. Correct. 100%. 100%. I mean, they have a relationship. They've had a relationship. Brandon Cooks has documented multiple times how important he is. Um, Casario, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind as a general manager. I've always been a fan of Casario. Great talent, great scout. Uh, you know, he, he, he knows what he's doing. But at the end of the day, uh, I, I would like to get away from the Patriots tree, but I just, with Easterby being here, I don't believe that'll be the case. Uh, I, I do think it'll likely be a package situation where Josh McDaniels, and Nick Casario and, you know, other people will likely be coming to this team. You'll hear a lot of names over the next couple of weeks. The best part about being able to be the first team to fire your head coach is that you have a head start on the search for a head coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why you make this decision now. Um, and it, it's the right thing to do. You know, you don't want anybody to lose their job. Anybody who has a family, anybody who has kids understands the impact, especially somebody like Bill O'Brien who has, you know, a special needs kid and Jack who, does you know that that's we we don't know how much money it is and all of that but he he needs a ton of attention so you know it, it sucks to watch it but at the end of the day this team got a lot better today uh, you know what we're gonna what are we gonna see moving forward though Ruben I mean are we gonna see is it have we seen Tim Kelly call plays yet will this be the first time we've seen Tim Kelly call plays will the I offense mean, be different I mean you would hope so I mean you know if I'm Tim Kelly I have a huge sign of relief. I, I now maybe feel like I could potentially call this offense the way I want to call it, but you know the first four leagues, four, first four weeks did look a little uh, rough. But then again, that begs the question: Was it him? Was it O'Brien? This team is gonna come out on Sunday. You're gonna see him happy. You're gonna see him smiling. You're gonna see him want to play football because you know these first four weeks they looked absolutely miserable. You know, nobody was really smiling on the sideline. Everybody, you know, you saw Sean Watson with the towel on his head, didn't look like he wanted to talk to anybody. You know, we've seen cases where teams who fire their head coach, they win. You know, uh, the Dolphins won um, a couple years ago when they fired their head coach. So, you know, uh, the Jags did it as well. You know, we're going to see um, a Houston Texans team who's going to want to have fun, you know, because they, they haven't looked like it at all. I'm just excited, man. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting. You know, there's a lot of interesting people out there that could take this job. But 
If you look at the remainder of the season, there's also a lot on the line for the coordinators. Yep. There's a lot on the line for Anthony Weaver. You know, there's a lot on the line with Tim Kelly. They now have the freedom to do what they need to do to be successful coordinators. And and that's what you're looking for, right? The biggest issue we've all had with Bill O'Brien is the fact he doesn't delegate. He is, you know, he all, kind of manages everything his own way, handles everything, whatever, takes it all on, doesn't really give any responsibility to anybody else. Now, you know, we expect to see new things, you know, come Sunday. It's not, you know, going to be very hard to implement a completely different offense, but you should be able to see some things. I would expect to see a lot of what we saw from Deshaun as rookie year because uh, that stuff's a lot easier to implement. Um, but when you look at this team Sunday, you know, what are you expecting, Giovanni? I expect them to be the same way with Mr. 713 said. Excited, happy. Here's another one. No more running on first down. Straight yeah. up the gut. Thank you, God. Now, and so, so – I don't – I'm sorry. I'm not going to cut you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead. I know that, that was one thing that earlier – and so far for the first four weeks that passing on early downs, first and second down has become like a bigger thing for them. They've been doing it more, but the running up the A and B gap with David Johnson still just baffles the hell out of me. Yeah. I don't really understand it. I'm, I'm hoping to see a little bit of a different run game. It's not fair to David, what we've seen so far, you know, there's really nothing. I mean, even the commentators on Sunday were just bashing Bill O'Brien. I mean, there's, there was literally nowhere for him to run. I mean, it can't, and as soon as the game started, they, they, they started to go at Bill O'Brien. Um, so, you know, you have to think that there's, you know, a good chance that we're going to change some, change some of that up. I mean, I guess looking forward to kind of wrap this up and, and put a bow on it. Should we – is the season over? I'm going to ask all three of you guys. Is the season over? 0-4, is there a chance that we sneak into the playoffs, Patrick Storm? There's an outside shot, obviously, because they haven't played a division game yet. Um, that starts this week. Um, the playoffs are expanded this year. Um, like, you know, so there, there is that, that chance that they could sneak in. And we've seen it time and time again when a head coach gets, gets fired, that, that lights a fire and that spark, especially under a team of this caliber. This team is way too talented to be 0 and 4. There's way too much talent on this team to be 0 and 4. Um, regardless of what they're paying, right? Like, we've seen tremendous improvement in some areas. Look at Larry Tunsil. He has zero – outside of that one in week one that was Titus that jumped first, that got charged to Laramie, Laramie has zero false starts. He has zero holding penalties. He has completely changed his game this season, right? Um, Deshaun Watson, you know, I know the wide receivers haven't been doing great, but Will Fuller has been – he's been pretty freaking good so far, right? He's had two games over 100 yards. Um, he's got a couple touchdowns. Um we know what David Johnson is capable of. He showed it in week one, and then they completely went away with it, away from it. The defense has shown flashes, but they're exhausted come the fourth quarter because they're being outgained. They're, the time of possession, there's like a 14-minute gap. And, you know, Bill always preached that we have to play complimentary football. There was nothing complimentary about these first four weeks. Um, so if they can just get back to the basics, and the, the Jags are very beatable. They have a much better roster than the Jags. The Colts have kind of come out a little flat to me, um, lower than what I expected them to be. The Titans are killing it. And Ryan Tannehill looks like a completely different quarterback this year, even than he did last year. Um, his numbers, he looks better than Deshaun. But then again, Deshaun, he's also not getting – he's only been sacked three times, whereas Deshaun's been sacked like ten times this week. So um, it's 
I think they can sneak in, maybe as a wild card. But I, I really do think they can, but I'm not expecting a deep run into the playoffs if they do. Yeah, Ruben, what are your thoughts? Playoffs so if all, or is it just more of a more of a let's just see what we got? So if O'Brien is still the head coach today, I will say the season's over. But since he's gone, yes, there is still – I mean, this season is very much alive for the Houston Texans. Storm said to himself, it does light a fire under you. So we're just going to see, you know, what the Houston Texans have. Do they have any pride, any grit to salvage this season? I mean, they did something good today. They got rid of a man who was holding them back. And now it's all systems go. So we could so hopefully they get into the playoffs. Like Storm said, I don't really see him making a deep playoff push, but I just want to see some fight out of the Houston Texans. Yeah, Giovanni, your thoughts? Yeah, I see I see us I see the schedule and it doesn't look so like rigorous or like it's it doesn't look so difficult and I believe they'll sneak in. But there could be a possibility, maybe, just maybe that they win the division, but they can't they they can't lose no more than two more games. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, looking at the schedule, Jags should be a win. Uh, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum with the Titans. Uh, their defense doesn't scare me in any form or fashion, and I believe that Deshaun is so much better than Tannehill that I, I honestly am not too worried about them. Only team that worries me in our division is the Colts, and that's because their defense. Um Packers, that's you know that's going to be a tough one. That's likely a loss. But then Jags, Browns, you know Patriots, Lions, Colts, Bears, Colts, Bengals, Titans. I I mean there's a chance. You know we did it with zero and three, and there's an additional playoff team added this season. So I, I think it, I think it's possible. I, I think there's going to be you know they're going to have to play extremely well. Uh, but to me, the only reason I think it's possible is because we have Deshaun Watson. You know, I think you get, everybody can say that they saw his body language the last four weeks. It has not been the same Deshaun Watson that we we're expected to see. Uh, I talked to two players today, Pat, and they they said they pretty much said the same thing that he was over his head. Uh, that they love the guy, they yeah. love the guy, they love the guy. Uh, but they think that he just took on a little too much, and he doesn't have the ability to be able to maneuver and make the make the decisions needed. And, and, and uh, you know, they're right. We saw it through, you know, week four. So, you know, I think the team can do it. Deshaun Watson's the only reason I believe that we have a chance of making anything. Um, and I think that's enough of a reason. Like, Deshaun has showed us millions of times so far in the last four years that you can't count him out. He looked off on Sunday in a way that we've never seen before. I mean, yeah. the fir- first four series, he missed, like, four throws that were just bad throws in the dirt. Um, so... I think this team has the ability to do it, and, and this is the year to do it. I, I, like I said, the Titans don't scare me, uh, and they have a tough schedule too. The Colts are the only team that I have any hesitancy around, and that's because Matt Eberflus is a amazing defensive coordinator. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be it. Uh, Mr. 713, uh, you know, thank you. I, I can't believe you. I can't believe that's your actual name now. Uh, and I'm still mad at you for not coming to the event, but we'll talk about that offline. It's fine. No, save it, save it, save it. Don't, don't, don't make excuses right now. It's fine. Uh, Giovanni, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, uh, Mr. 713, why don't you let them know where they can find you? Yes, well, I have a YouTube channel called 713 Houston Sports. I, po- I post almost daily. I've had two of these fine gentlemen on, Mr. Patrick Storm and Mr. Young Ari Gold. You know, looking forward to more stuff. Uh, Mr. Giovanni, hopefully I can have you on as well. But, you know, catch me on there, Mr. 713. Uh, so, uh, ace down till I drown. Okay. Giovanni, any, any final words? 
Uh, I already follow you, Mister Seven One Three, already, and hopefully we get shout out to Jordan. Uh, hopefully we get to see the goat play more now. Yeah, absolutely, Patrick. Send us off. So, uh, man, I don't, I don't know. Follow me at uh, Patrick Storm uh, at Patrick Storm to you. Um, I'll try to keep you guys updated as much as possible on everything that's going on. I mean, the, my phone hasn't stopped for the past three hours, so. Um, I appreciate everybody that's been, you know, with us. It's only going to get better, and uh, we're here for the long haul. Yeah, absolutely. And you're not going to find another podcast that is here through everything. 0-4, 6-12, or whatever the fucking record was. Uh, this We're here week in, week out. You're the other one. Games? Well, yeah, we did that year. It was a special year. Um, and uh, it was Bill O'Brien played 18 games. That's why he's gone now. He uh, was at a YMCA. Uh, all the rest of the podcasts come, they go, they don't stick around, they can't because they're just not us. Uh, I am Young Ari Gold signing off for Texas Unfiltered. We'll be live tomorrow with the normal crew at 9 p.m. Central Time. Everybody, thank you, Mr. 713. I appreciate you, and we will talk soon.